Welcome to the Launch With Flow podcast, a weekly show for purpose-driven women who are ready to embrace a feminine approach for launching. We'll be chatting all things cycle awareness and using your intuitive superpowers combined with the more practical aspects of launching like systems, workflows, planning, and tech. I'm your host, Laura, from Laura in Order, systems queen, cycle awareness coach, and lover of launches. My mission is to show you that launching can be fun and easy, that you can do it in a way that is right for you and feel inspired, organized, calm, and in control. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Launch with Flow podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about burnout. It is a very real thing for many women, particularly those of us in online business, and particularly when it comes to the topic of launching. Now, I talked about my own personal story with burnout and adrenal fatigue back in episode one of the podcast. So if you're interested in hearing a little more about my own personal story, head back and listen to that one. But today I want to delve into part of a presentation that I prepared as part of my period coaching school graduation. So part of period coaching school, we were tasked with going and researching and presenting to our fellow classmates on any topic that related to women's hormones and how it impacts on our body. And so naturally, I chose to talk about stress and burnout. And I'm going to pull out some of the key themes today to talk to you about. Now, before we jump into it, disclaimer that this is not to be taken as medical advice. If any of this resonates with you, I highly suggest you go and see your doctor, your naturopath, or your healthcare professional to get the support that you require. So, Let's talk about burnout. Now, adrenal fatigue is a term that gets bandied around a lot, but the name is not actually an accurate reflection of what is going on in our body. A more accurate and more accepted name by those in the health and medical community is HPA axis dysregulation or hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. So what's happening here is there is stress that is perceived by the brain. It doesn't matter whether that's physical, mental, or emotional stress, the brain is perceiving something that is stressful. This sets off a cascade of neuroendocrine signals that results in the release of hormones and neurotransmitters. Now, prolonged stress can result in the body becoming less resilient and unable to respond to stressful events and situations in the way that it may have in the past. Over time, this prolonged stress can lead to changes in your cortisol rhythms, your hormone and your neurotransmitter production. So our adrenal glands are two small, they're about the size of a walnut, sized glands that sit just above your kidneys. And the role of the adrenal glands is to produce and regulate a number of hormones, cortisol being one of them. The adrenal glands are also the only source of testosterone production in women, and the only source of estrogen and progesterone in women who are postmenopausal. So the adrenal glands are pretty important. Now, cortisol is one of our stress hormones and it works alongside adrenaline. Now, we need cortisol. Cortisol is a great thing because it gives us energy, increases our blood sugar, regulates our blood pressure, reduces pain and inflammation. The issue is when it gets out of balance. 
Now, our natural cortisol rhythms should be that we have a higher level of cortisol in the morning and it decreases throughout the day. Overnight, as we move into a fasting state, we've not eaten for several hours post-dinner, our blood sugar starts to drop. So one of the roles of cortisol is that it sends a signal to the liver to release stored glycogen to even out our blood sugar levels while we're sleeping. We get up in the morning, we break the fast with our breakfast, and that's the signal to our body for our cortisol levels to begin to drop off. Because we've got that morning cortisol level that's high, we tend to wake up with energy because cortisol is giving us that nice boost of energy in the morning. But for those of us that may have some dysregulation in our HPA axis, we've been under constant ongoing stress for a period of time and our production of cortisol has been out of what we would expect to be normal because we're having to deal with this constant stress our body becomes less resilient and we're less able to respond to it, which over time means that those natural cortisol rhythms start to change. So some of the things that you may notice if your cortisol rhythms are a little out of balance. So you might wake up feeling tired or hungry because your morning cortisol level and therefore your blood sugar levels are low. You might have energy peaks or get a second wind in the evening. So this was one of my personal telltale signs. I would feel flat and listless all day. I would stare at the computer screen, not be able to think, not be able to really get anything done. And then in the afternoon and the evenings, I would get this second wind, this this boost of energy because my cortisol levels were starting to ramp up. And all of a sudden, I would have this energy and this motivation to get things done. Now, other things that can happen to our hormones when we are under constant states of stress, you may notice your cycles become interrupted. So when we are under constant stress, it is telling our bodies that it is not a safe time or space to bring a baby into this world. Now, we know that our cycles are here primarily for the purposes of having babies. Whether that's a choice we've made or not, that is what our bodies are made to do. So when we are under constant stress, our body feels like it is not safe to make a baby, so it can interrupt or delay or even stop ovulation. And therefore, you might find that your cycles can be longer, shorter, maybe a little more erratic than normal. Other things that can go on when we're under constant stress is we have lower progesterone. Now, if we remember back to the previous episodes, progesterone is our calming, our grounding, our chilling out hormone. And that peaks in the second half of our cycle after we've ovulated. Now, if we're not ovulating, we're obviously not triggering the body to tell it to produce progesterone. There are a number of precursor hormones that your body goes through, and it goes through this cascade of processes to produce your various hormones in your body. Now, the same cascade of hormones is used to produce cortisol as it is to produce progesterone. So if you are under a constant state of stress, your body is requiring more cortisol to help you manage that stress, your body is going to choose to produce cortisol over progesterone. So you might find if you have a cycle where you have particularly bad PMS or a really challenging luteal phase, that might be a sign that you've had some stress going on and your body has been producing cortisol over progesterone. And now something else that can happen If this goes on for a long time and we don't listen to the signals and we don't slow down and we don't look after ourselves, 
is that our thyroid can come into the mix. So the body basically says, look, she's not listening. We've given her all of these signals. We need a little help. And so it will signal to the thyroid to act basically as a handbrake. So it will slow you down. So the thyroid helps with energy production as well. It also supports metabolism and other functions in your body. So if you've not listened to the signals that you're already getting, the thyroid's going to come in and it is going to slam on the brakes and it is going to attempt to slow you down even further. So here are some signs and symptoms that you may be having some issues with your adrenals. So the most obvious one, fatigue, constantly feeling wiped out. Maybe it's difficulty sleeping because you're getting that second wind of energy at night so you can't fall asleep. And then you toss and turn all night and you wake up feeling exhausted because your morning cortisol levels are low. Maybe you feel tired but wired, like you've had five cups of coffee. (laughs) Uh, Or maybe you're getting that second wind in the afternoon or the evening. Other signs can include uh, craving salty foods or sugar or caffeine, brain fog, trouble concentrating, trouble focusing. As we talked about PMS, irregular cycles, low libido, decreased immunity, weight gain, particularly when the thyroid comes into play there. There are lots of signs and signals that your body is giving you that things are not working and things are out of balance. So what are the things that you can do to support your body? Again, a quick reminder, this is not to be taken as medical advice. If you feel like you need some assistance with this, please consult with your healthcare practitioner. These are some of the things that I found really helped me. So I think the most obvious one is to prioritize getting enough rest and enough sleep. Now, I know for some women, particularly if you have small children, you've got really busy, demanding lives, that might be easier said than done. But do the best that you can to find pockets of time to maybe have an afternoon nap or try going to bed even half an hour earlier in the evening. Whatever you can to try and give your body more time to rest and relax. Obviously, looking at ways that you can remove or reduce your stress, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional. It all has the same trigger in the body to produce the cortisol and sets you off on this journey. So some of the things that I have found really helpful, meditation, breath work, tapping, any of those things that support the body and the mind to move out of that fight, flight, or freeze and into the rest and relax phase. Other things that you can look to do are supporting your liver. Your liver, as we know, is a really important detoxifying organ in the body. So if you do have excess hormones and things like that, supporting your liver to detox and balance your hormones is always going to be really good for you. Another one is blood sugar regulation. So making sure that you are eating good, nourishing whole foods. You're not eating a lot of sugar or anything that is going to spike your blood sugar and give you those really high highs and then the low lows. One of the other things that I did is I actually cut out coffee for a while. And I know if you're hearing me say this and you're like, oh my God, I could never do that. I honestly thought that I would never be able to do it too. When I first started on the journey to cut out coffee, I was having two long blacks a day. The way that I did it, I did it really slowly and really gently I didn't have any massive detox symptoms because I allowed my body to adjust slowly. So I started, um, I make my coffee at home. I've got one of those beautiful stovetop coffee pots, but I would start and I would have 80% coffee and 20% decaf. 
And slowly over time, I just increased the amount of decaf and decreased the amount of caffeinated coffee in there till I got to the point where I was drinking straight decaf. Now, I do still have one to two coffees every now and again, but it's more when I go out. So I still only drink decaf at home, allowing my body to have those days where I'm not always having caffeine. And it's really a nice, beautiful treat, but I don't rely on it to get through the day. I'm not going to say it was easy. There were definitely days where I felt tired and I just really could have done with a good coffee just to get me through the day. But in the end, once I weaned my body off and I used some of these other strategies, rest, meditation, breath work, allowing my body to recover from the stress and really start to recuperate, I didn't miss the coffee as much. And now I enjoy decaf, something else I never thought I would say, but I enjoy decaf just as much because it's the ritual and the taste without the caffeine in there. And something else that I want to recommend to you as well is to look for things that bring you fun, that bring you pleasure, that bring you joy. Often when we get to the point of being burnt out and really stressed out, we've been working too much. We've got lots of things going on in our lives. We're worrying, we're anxious, we're trying to control and we forget about fun. So try to bring things back into your life that bring you fun, that bring you pleasure, that bring you joy, whether that is, you know, taking your kids to the park or doing a really lovely yoga class or music that you really love. Whatever those moments are for you, find pockets of time in your day where you can really start to bring back the fun, bring back the joy. It was really important to me on my recovery to not be so serious about everything, but find those moments of happiness. But the number one biggest change that I made that I really embraced was starting to live in more alignment with my cycle. So over the last four episodes, we have really explored the four phases of our cycles. So you should, if you've listened to those episodes, have a good understanding now that There are moments in our cycles, phases of our cycles, where we naturally have more energy. We're naturally more resilient. We can be super productive. We can get things done. We are better able to cope with the things that life throws at us. We are better able to do high-intensity exercise. And then there are phases of our cycle where our body naturally slows down. We need more rest. We need more sleep. We can't necessarily handle stress the way that we could in the other phases of our cycle. And there's certainly not the times to go and do high-intensity workouts, but maybe stick to yoga or Pilates. So when I started to really seriously and consciously make choices about how I planned my business and how I planned my life and made really conscious decisions about what I would do in each of those phases of the cycle – how I would look after myself, how I would look after my body and really started to be conscious about using what I knew about my cycle and using it to my advantage. That was one of the key things that allowed me to keep moving forward, to feel like I was being productive and driven and still achievement focused, which is a really big thing for me. But it also meant that I was allowing my body to rest and regenerate and restore when it needed it. If you haven't listened to the previous four episodes, I would definitely recommend going back, having a listen, finding out more about what those four phases of your cycle are. 
and then looking at ways that you can adjust your life, adjust your business, adjust what you're doing and when you're doing to line it up with your cycle. So you're doing things that maybe require a bit more energy, might normally be perhaps a little stressful in your follicular and your ovulation phases. And then you're really allowing yourself to take the foot off the gas pedal and start to move into the cruisy, slow down, rest and restore mode in your luteal and your menstrual phases. That was by far the biggest thing that made a difference for me. So I hope that you found that interesting and insightful. If you're like me, I like to understand what's going on. I need to understand how things work and make sense of that before I can move forward. So that is all for today's episode of the podcast. I will see you on next week's episode. Are you ready to align your business with your cycle? My program, Cycle Aligned Business, teaches you exactly how to do that. You'll learn what's going on in your body, how to get charting your own cycle, and how to use that vital information to plan and run your business with more ease and flow. Use the coupon code PODCAST, all uppercase, to get $10 off when you join via the link in the show notes or at businesswithflow.com forward slash aligned.